<laughs> and breathe. Exhale. I think that was one of the themes of the day, wasn't it? Last week, week before, I forget now. It's all rather a blur. Anyway, hello, welcome to this episode of whatever it is we're talking about. I'm just yabbering to myself as I walk up the road to first post a letter that is going to Norwich. Where some would pronounce Norwich, but it's written Norwich. And today is Tuesday the 2nd of February 2021. So anybody who's in the know will understand that today is indeed Groundhog Day. Welcome to Groundhog Day. Um, and which reminds me, I may go back to one of my morning, afternoon. Um, it's not quite morning, it's just gone morning. It's about 20 past 12 maybe. I'm heading up the road just to really get some fresh air. Is the main ulterior motive as I run across the main-ish road. The most main road, well, it's the end of our road. Posting the letter, and I shall carry on walking up this way. So in the general direction of the shop, to purchase something. Oh, I know what I might buy, it's some more stickers. <laughs> hey, that's essential, isn't it? That's essential purchases. Football stickers, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's on the list. Um, I'll buy something else there that's a bit more seemingly essential. Um, and uh, yes, I was just thinking before I said hello to that person who I walked past. Um, back in the day, I remember writing a blog post or two. In fact, I think it was probably one blog post that I quite cleverly <laughs> just kept repeating for a short while, etc, etc, in relation to Groundhog Day, for today's Groundhog Day, and I think, I think it's a very important day, in the context of the, the themes behind the film of that name, uh, more so than the history of Groundhog Day itself, which I, I'm very aware of, because it's featured in the film, which is the day in which there's a particular groundhog, I think they call it Punxsutawney Phil, in the town of Punxsutawney in Pennsylvania, or, yeah, Pennsylvania, I think it is, um, where they have a kind of little ritual gathering where then they, they have a groundhog called Fit Phil, wakes up on a certain day, 2nd of February, and there's some messing about that happens that seems to be then whether or not the groundhog sees his shadow on that day. If he does see his shadow, then it predicts another six weeks of winter. If he doesn't, it's an early spring, something like that. Um, that's the way it's featured in the film. I th believe it's still something that goes on. It's a, it's a thing. So there's possibly a point at which that will be done today if it's not already done. I'm guessing now if it's done in f Pennsylvania, they're probably about four or five hours behind. And it's now midday here. It's probably going to be you know, a little bit later in the day. One would imagine. But that's not the main, to me, the main theme of Groundhog Day. Oh, no, no, no. Groundhog Day now has become parlance, common parlance for experiencing day after day after day of the same. So people might say, oh, it's like Groundhog Day, repeating the same day again after again after again. And that is, I suspect, very much an experience for many people at the moment during 
what is currently lockdown three. I think the lockdown that people are finding the hardest because it is, you know, lockdown two was it's always lockdown light. Still people able to work. Uh, I'm not really quite sure what was closed now during that time. Um, but there were fewer restrictions. And this time was more like the original lockdown, but in fact because there are more virulent strains on the loose. Uh, and of course it's winter and so on. It's not quite the same as doing it over a summer. It happens to be nice weather in the summer. Anyway, it is what it is. And for a lot of people it's like, okay, how do you manage this where the days are very much similar to each other? Weekends are effectively the same as weekdays, or very similar. Um, can't do too much. Anyway, that's the way people often use the term Groundhog Day. And in the film Groundhog Day, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I think it's available on Amazon Prime, because we watch it at the weekend. Um, and importantly, I would say, you know, it's hard to kind of get the general... Well, let's try and let's do, let's do my attempt to do that. I've written a blog post before about it before. I shall find a way of sharing it, probably via LinkedIn today, maybe. It's the way in which it's easy for me to share a link to the widest number of people, I guess. Um, and I would say the principle of Groundhog Day is if you have a day then in which you are repeating it again and again, because that's what happens in the film, for whatever reason, never really explained, he repeats the same day again and again and again and again and again. And it's not even clear how many times he repeats it for. You know, it's not a dozen times, it's not a hundred times, it's implied over many, 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 many years. So imagine that. Could be tens of years, who could be even hundreds of years. It's not even clear that how many times you repeat the same day again and again. But it's very clear it's a lot of times. And it's how he kind of really works through the emotions associated with that. Starts with being awful, that's just, you know, we just can't believe it, and then can't, doesn't make sense. Then how is that happening? Is he going crazy? Then discovering actually if he's going to wake up the same day, no matter what he does, there's no consequences. Then he'll try to do various forms of committing suicide, he keeps waking up the same day. Uh, then he tries to do some learning, and he just learns piano day at a time, and becomes an expert pianist, tries to save people, and so on and so forth. And then it, and it ends with, well, you have to watch the film to see how it ends. Um, but one thought, it's, well, it's left me with many thoughts over the years, having seen it, I think it came out in 1993, I believe. That's a mere 28 years ago. Uh, I think it was written by Danny, I want to say Rubin, without checking on that. Um, it is directed by Harold, is it Ramis? I'm not sure how you pronounce his surname, R-A-M-I-S. He of Ghostbusters fame, and therefore starring in it is Bill Murray, also of Ghostbusters fame and other films. I think you know one person that makes the film what it is, but it's the principle of what would it be like to have the same day repeated ad infinitum, possibly um, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, and just keep going on and on. You know, if it's idea that is, if today was the day you're repeating again and again, how would that make you feel? I think many of us would be like, oh, goodness me, and I, how many more times can I leave the same day again? But then in the film, the point being is you can live the same day differently and again differently and again differently, and he seems to be learning stuff from the previous time. It's not he forgets what he's done the previous time, 
he's learning. Um, so one thought that I've thrown out onto social media today to be looked at by a, a very small number of people is, well, what can I do today? Well, what's it? What did I write, actually? Let me have a little look. Let me just have a little look. Let me have a little looky, because I put it on something. I took a little photograph of it, and I'm going to look it down here. And it said, I wonder how I... So here we go. I wonder how I could... T- Grievous me. It's not be a quote, is it? If you can't even speak it properly. It's hardly a catchphrase. I wonder how I could make today a day I would want to repeat forever. How about that for a thought for Groundhog Day? Because if it was the case, and you were doing it again, how would you make today a day where, if I had to do it all again, how closely would I do the same things again? Would I do things differently? How much can I get that right? Morning, afternoon even. <laughs> Say hello to people who say it's morning. It's now 20 to 1 in the afternoon. Um, so we can have a look to see, see who's seen that on Instagram. That's one, one main place it went out. It went into my story. Uh, did it? I think it did. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day. Seen by seven. That one seen by six people. And then, another way, I post it as a picture. Okay, I know it's now been liked by one, two, three, four, five different people. Um, so, for what it's worth. So, a quick look. Yeah, five people. I wonder how I could make today a day I'd want to repeat forever. An idea, shall I think about? Um, and then we had, so I had a, a, a virtual coffee morning this morning, which I kind of not, didn't forget it was being organised. I kind of it was talked about, it and there was no, I hadn't seen any reminders for it. I think it was in the diary, so I'd kind of forgot about it. Luckily, I checked my email literally 10, 15 minutes beforehand, thinking, oh, okay, it's happening, and I'm meant to be. Let's use the phrase leading it with somebody else. So I had to make sure I was on there and it caused a little bit of initial stress because I was about to head out the door with Connie. In the end, it did the call, as it were. They joined the call just outside the door, stayed on Wi-Fi while Connie was on her um, scooter. It was fine. Then back in the house, it was all good. So we had a bit of a discussion on there about a few things. One thing mentioned was about it was Groundhog Day. What does that imply? What's the thinking? Um... And when I was talking about this idea of, you know, well, how would you make today the best day it could be? Or a day at least you'd want to repeat for forever. Um, it's like in the film. He says, oh, well, why'd it have to be today? I mean, today's a bit of an awful day. You know, he's been called to cover this punctatorny Phil. She thought it was a waste of time. And he talks about, oh, well, another time when he had a really, you know, a day enjoyed. Why couldn't it be that day that I was repeating again and again? So it's not so much about pick the day you'd want to repeat again. Again, it's how can you make today such a day if you were doomed, condemned, gifted. I think many of us would probably think it'd be a doomed to repeat it again and again and again. It's almost as if you repeat it again and again and again until you get it right. <laughs> um, so it's about how can you make today the best version of today, not the best day you ever lived but the best version of today. Yeah, not about putting pressure on yourself, but you, know, you can make choices throughout the day which will impact the quality of that day. Um, and the idea, of course, well, there's no pressure on today because if you don't do it today, you can always do it tomorrow. Or the day after. Or not, it's always a choice. 
But anyway, I think on Groundhog Day itself, on the 2nd of February each day, each year, it kind of highlights that because it's officially Groundhog Day. It's the day in which the, the film is set. Um, yeah, personally, I think it's interesting. I, I believe, without double-checking and rechecking this, it's loosely based around ideas that could link with reincarnation. Or specifically, I would link it to a philosophical perspective we would link with um, with Nietzsche, Frederick Nietzsche. I think he pronounced his name. Um, and I can't give you too much of a background biography on him because I don't know it, I haven't checked on it. I believe that one of his things is something like eternal return. So rather than a single day, but imagine your whole life is such that at the end of it, when you die, you repeat it again. And then it goes through, and again, you might make the same decisions, same choices, and then into that, you repeat it again. And you repeat it again, and again, and again. Or even you should repeat the same experience again and again, like the whole groundhog life. Uh, so I think as a philosophical kind of thought experiment, Nietzsche would raise the question, well, if that were the case, if that were to happen, what, how does that make you feel about your life? If it fills you with dread and horror, you think, well, I couldn't want to live this life again and again and again forever then this implication is you're not, you're not living your best life. To use the ways I would summarise it, you're not doing it right, whatever that might be. You still, you can do it better because you, if you're not living a joyful life, if you're living a joyful life, this is amazing. It would be great to live this again and again. Those days you have which are absolutely enjoyable, days out, things you want to do, holidays, things, everything just seems to be going your way. You know, they're great days. You might want to live at least a few more times, whether or not you'll do it again and again and again, or maybe you can keep perfecting it each time. Nuances. Anyway, I'm sure Nietzsche would reflect this idea. If that, you know, if you're not, if that, if that idea, because we don't know what happens after you die, do we? That's the whole point. We don't know. Is it a case of it's oblivion forevermore? Quite feasibly. Is there a heaven of some kind of afterlife? Who knows? Many religions, and therefore many of the world's population, have a belief of that nature. Is it reincarnation? Do we come back and either as another human, the same, somebody different, something different? We just don't know. Nobody knows. Anybody says they do know, well, I just think they're doing their best, best bet of what they understand to be the case, of their belief. I don't know. Or maybe some people go, no, I've been there, done it, I know what happens. And in which case, if those people, it's obviously that would mitigate against being oblivion, Although there's a thinking about that, but maybe that's for another time. Um, anyway, so that's the kind of thinking behind it. There is a book called The Wisdom of Groundhog Day, which my core listenership um, purchased for me back in the day. Can't remember when. I mean, um, I need to pull it off the bookshelf because I've only glanced at it over the time. I've not really read it all the way through. It's a book called The Wisdom of Groundhog Day. I think it's like changing your life one day at a time. So he's trying to try the ideas of what's in Groundhog Day and how that can be basically turned into some kind of self-help, I guess. Although he'd link it with evidence, so there's probably a little bit of positive psychology in there. I'm doing a check to see if so. Just before I started recording, it'd be good if there is. Oh, we might have a response. Uh, it may well be. Hold on a second, then. So that's interesting. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get more conversation out of him. So the book is by a guy called Paul Hannam. Who exed, um, who authored a book? Yeah, sorry, the book was by Paul Hannam, who X number of years ago, for some reason, I linked in with on LinkedIn. 
So he's in my first degree network, so I could message him, which I did do just to say, I think I heard this morning, said, good morning, Paul. Busy day today? With a smiley face thinking, you know, he's going to be probably interviewed and be talking about Groundhog Day and so on. He just said, yes, very busy, and you? Which kind of implies, like, busy, thank you, could do without your time wasting. Is what I, my reading in the lines, I could be wrong, could be a bit unfair to him. I said, yes, fairly, busy being inspired by your TWOGD book, i.e. the Wisdom of Groundhog Day book. Glad to hear it, he's responded, and a very happy Groundhog Day. So that's that. He's probably sort of saying thank you. Now, fuck off. Um, maybe I will try and do something here. Let me see if, so if I'm going to live my best day today, I could, I'm going to go try and engage with that. I don't want to be saying a thing which is going to cause him hassle, but I might respond, because I would like to have a conversation with him. Uh, I thought he was more local than he seems to be. I think at some point he was based in or near Oxford. I think Coyne just linked in now. He may be in Farnham, which I want to say is in Surrey. Um, Surrey with a fringe on top. What's that from? I don't know. An old film? Oklahoma, is it? Carousel? One of those kinds of films. I'm sure somebody will tell me. Um, so in a minute, I'm going to walk up to one of these places where it's the little one of the alleys, one of my little pathways... The, the life you could have led pathway so I have choice I could go straight on where I would normally go I'm going to do a veer off to the left oh, there's people down here but still I'm going to pause to try and type something into here to say um, uh, actually I might want to t- speak it into maybe not because it might talk the recording um, and to you would be great to catch up some time to discuss, I don't know, some possible overlaps with our, let's put in a university name, our work at Buckingham, Buckingham Shire New University. This is what I used to always say to people when I first was starting. I said, I'm a lecturer, I'm a senior lecturer at Buckinghamshire New University. And no, I'd never heard of it either. Um, but it's changing, I think, particularly with positive psychology, we're putting it on the map. Over at my work, positive psychology in the centre, let's quote that, for positive psychology. Let's see if he picks it up. He might say, Great, let's talk some point. Busy today, can do without your hassle right now. It's saying low power on my phone, so I'm going to click that in. Positive psychology, let's retype that one. We're great to catch up tonight. When the time is right. Um, when the time is right. And a little smiley, f- no, I won't do a smiley face. <laughs> okay, that's sent. Let's see if that's that one. So my power's very low. Does it tell me what the actual battery is? It doesn't tell me what it's at. Um, so I'm hitting up close to the shop now, I'll probably pause a second anyway then, and maybe attempt to continue this on the way back down, because I think at least I'll do this all recording of a day on Groundhog Day. So my attempt is to try and make this day a kind of, not, I shouldn't normally, you know, if it was to repeat it again, it's something I felt as though actually I did it pretty well the first time. Oh, no, I thought the power had gone then. Um, for example, was up very early, so it was up actually prior to 6am, so that's one important thing on, on Groundhog Day. The day starts each time at 6am. That's when his clock radio, alarm clock, side of the side of the bed, 
flips over from 5.59 to 6am, kind of, the radio comes on, wakes him up, and he's back in the bed to start the day again. Um, and there's a song playing there. So a question would be, what's the song that's playing? Who's singing it? What's the song called? And who's singing it? Um, I'm going to give the answer on this recording because in case it is posted today and gets listened to, only because we're planning to do a little, a little, a little by little, um, we're planning to do a little Zoomtopia this evening. I say we, I, um, and where it's going to be Groundhog Day themed one. No one's going to probably join. No one ever does. Well, that's not true. That's not fair to say that. A small... A small group of select individuals will join this one, but I don't do as much as I could to to, to publicise it. But that's the intention this evening, 7pm. I suspect that question will be one of the questions. What's the song he wakes up to each morning? So not all the questions will be purely about the film, but it may be about 2nd of February. Um, I don't know. i find some way of making it mildly interesting. Um, it's actually quite warm now. I'm going to get my coat on. It's actually quite, the sun's coming out. So, yes, because 6am, I was up this morning before 6am and doing some interesting things at that time. Bits of work, bits of reading, bits of posting, bits of whatever, whatever, things I wanted to do. Um, as the day moves on, it's very hard to think, well, what, what else could I do? But it isn't just purely filling it with, oh, the work that has to be done. Because if I had to repeat the same day again and again, I wouldn't be filling it with work. There you go. Not work as in the stuff I feel I have to do. So that's an, a, a police van going past at great speed or if I was being Eric Morecambe like I would say speed of that he won't sell many ice creams going at that speed but um right okay I'm going to pause now I'm going to head into a shop and possibly pick this up on the way back down see what other groundhog themed thoughts I can have or rather groundhog day themed thoughts okay pausing for now End of part one. And we're back. Part two. So, I'm going to attempt to explore something here, which on the face of it, on the surface, is quite a trivial observation. And either in this next bit of rambling, I shall get to what I think is the potential significance of it, or it will come back another time. <laughs> and it relates to Groundhog Day, I would say. Um, then I would say that. Um, because as I stated, as I uttered, as I pontificated, I amused before the break, um, that Groundhog Day is in part, I would say, linked to, inspired by, based around... The idea of eternal return, so this idea that, or even reincarnation, and I'm sure even Buddhist views. I made reference to the book by Paul Hannam, who I did message, and he's not responded back. I think that's what we're saying. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, anyway, maybe I'll pick up another day when he's not so busy. Um, but this idea, I'm sure if I had a glance, I did glance online actually at the preface, preface or preface of a book. I think as a kid I'd always read it in my head as preface and then realise after a while it's a preface. The first little bit of a book um, which in the Paul Hannon book, The Wisdom of Groundhog Day, there's a bit by Danny Rubin, I think that's his name, who was the writer of the 
film. See, he's written the preface of the book. And I'm sure in that bit, he's talking a little bit about Buddhist ideas. And maybe he's kind of, he was musing on the Buddhist ideas of reincarnation. And of course, some then, some approaches to life, to religion, would take on this idea that we reincarnated. And that would contrast, perhaps, or could be compared with other religious views, or views, whether you seem as religious or otherwise, that after we die, there is something else. So at least a broadly spiritual view, maybe, that there's one phrase that isn't necessarily associated with a particular religion, but it's either a spiritual view or a psycho-spiritual view, or I've even in the past described as a pseudo-spiritual view, I don't know. But there's a phrase people saying, we're not... You know, when you're having, say, an unusual experience, like a spirit, I think I thought, yeah, the last episode was about exceptional human experiences, which could include a mystical or spiritual experience. And the people were right to say, well, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. The flip of that is we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So this experience of being alive, being human, existential questions, that existential questions could be that we are something more than being these human individuals that walk this planet for a brief bit of time in the history of the universe. And that's microscopic nanosecond of time in comparison to how big and long and wide and how long the universe seems to have been around for, or at least this incarnation of it. Because we're now, and this is where, Dad, we might get into a bit of a discussion here, Dad, actually. We're into the space now, into the big stuff that really goes, <laughs> that I do ponder on quite a lot uh, from time to time. Um, which are existential type questions. The whole kind of nature of why we're here, what it's all about. And that's why I think Groundhog Day and other similar films that touch upon these principles. You may hear some wind going past. I'm trying to move the microphone a bit nearer in case it makes a difference. Um, you know, we're faced with this idea of no matter what your take on the world is, or life, or the universe, you're faced with this idea that you're born, you wake up every day, and at one point that will stop happening. Other than that, everything else is up for grabs, basically. You can have a viewpoint that after you die, you have something else happening, it goes to the afterlife, it goes to heaven, it's a reincarnation, it's oblivion, I think they're probably the three main ones, there's probably different versions of that, I suspect. Um, but therefore, it does, to, to what extent do those views impact upon how you go about your daily life? Uh, so, what and, and philosophy, of course, is a, is a, another approach, as is science, is another approach. All of which may be linked together and or contrasted and or different sides of a multifaceted coin, which doesn't make it as a coin, does it really? Do all coins have just two sides? They have three sides. How many sides does a circle have? These are the things that go through my head. And they're not always easy questions to answer, um, but sometimes it's about exploring the question. So, we could be spiritual beings having a human experience. So let's just go with this idea of reincarnation. Let's, you know, this idea that once you die, the soul, or whatever, consciousness, or whatever, or something is reborn into a new vehicle. Not necessarily a Ford Focus, or a, you know, one of the Lexi plural um, but it could be any any vehicle but say another human being an animal um, a plant does that do they work does that work in reincarnation I don't know but the English was a human another being and you live another life again so people, people talk about in a past life in a, you know, in a different in a different lifetime um, you know what did I do in a previous life to deserve this this idea that we maybe earn our luck or our fortune 
Lifetime upon lifetime. Karma of some sort. I don't know. All different terms, all different words. But the idea is, this is what's trying to relate back to what, this is where it's really hard for me to kind of keep this stuff focused. I'll do my best to try to, in the next five or ten minutes, get a, a coherent idea out. Um, so this idea that when you're, you die, and then maybe you get reborn, perhaps immediately, you know, maybe something shifts from the person who dies, and that gets reborn immediately. It could be one viewpoint. Or there could be something about... See, I'm, this is the view I'm trying to kind of explore at the moment. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been just musing on, and I do believe there's something to it. The challenge I have is trying to articulate the words to, to make it clear. Um, I'd probably need a slide rule and a, a diagram. But I'll do myself to paint the picture with words. So let's use the analogy of when I stop the recording of a part of this amazing recording that some people are calling a podcast. Uh, not many people, let's be honest. Um, but anyway, stop the recording. And then, from the listener's perspective, literally a few seconds go past quite literally, and then the next part is continues. So from the listener's perspective, that has been instantaneous, let's say. It could well be, you know, literally one is paused, the other one starts, it's instantaneous. So from that perspective, on that level of reality, from the listener's perspective, that's an instantaneous jump from one to the other. However, from the speaker's perspective, that is myself... On some occasions, five minutes may well have passed before I hit record again and start recording the next part. It may well have been some days have passed. And that's been occasions where I say, OK, well, the next part, actually, several days have gone past and I'm here. Still, from the listener's perspective, it's been a few seconds or a second or, or instantaneous. Now, I'm wondering if there's something analogous there to if there is something to reincarnation, and I'm not saying there is, and I'm not saying there isn't, that's not the point. It's to amuse upon these ideas as my, my left shoe is starting to hurt my foot. So I'm now going to walk a little bit slower, or more slowly. Uh, but I'm only a few minutes away from the house. Sun's shining, nothing to complain about. Um, is that analogous to if there is something to reincarnation, then... Yes, the experience of the person dying could well be instantaneous. I say the person, I'm just looking back at a car, two cars about to come past me, one of which is a very nice looking Audi A2, uh, Audi Q2. Q3 actually, that one is, okay, it was a very similar one to ours, it's, a, it's the next one up, but the same colour, um, I prefer ours. Um, which is now about almost a year old. That was about February, I think. We got that year, last year, maybe March, maybe the beginning of March, just before lockdown. So, from the experience of the person, yeah, who's living the life and then dies, and let's assume, let's work on an assumption, something then is reborn. The same consciousness or the soul or whatever words we find comfortable using. It's pretty hard to put a finger on this thing. I do. You can hear me because I've got cars going past, but it's still a recording of some sort. Getting some of these ideas out there, as I'm now kind of limping across along the side of the road. Because uh, just it's like a, it's a shoe that's pinching. It's a boot that I don't wear very often, and um, it's just got the point now where I can sit down, and take it off. But as I say, not so bad. It's just slowing my walking down. 
Cars going past. One, two, three Audis going past. Uh, another Audi. Um, ding, dang, do. I was saying, for the person who's died, let's... Oh, <laughs> and there we go, a case in point. So, that last segment was suddenly cut short as I was flummoxing. Is that the right word? No, it's not the right word. I was... I was searching for ways of describing an idea um, and with a second from your perspective going past, perhaps, um, pretty much a whole day has gone 24 hours at this level of reality, on my reality. So that's what happened there, I had a phone call coming through which tends to then cut off the recording completely, I think it's recorded. So you'll know that by now, because you'll, you'll have just be part three. That's the assumption as I'm recording this. This will now follow straight on from that interruption. Excuse me. There was quite a lot in there, so I didn't want to kind of lose it and start all over again. That's my choice. It's my prerogative. As who sang that? Was it Bobby Brown? My prerogative um, sang back in the day. So I'm now one day on. Had wanted to complete this one and upload it all on Groundhog Day, but we're now on Groundhog Day plus one, which if it was Groundhog Day would still be Groundhog Day because, as we know in that film, he repeats the same day and again and again and again and again and again and again, again for however long. But I wanted to just round up the point so I can then finish this and upload it and move on to something else. So I'm out for a quick lunchtime walk, literally just to get some fresh air and to finish this recording. So no Ziggy, because... He would have needed a bit of longer walk, so maybe later for him. And then back into an afternoon of meetings and bits and pieces in front of the computer. So this is a quick 20-minute walk around the houses, quite literally. And then back for more. As I'm looking up ahead and seeing on top of a house, one, two, three, four, five, six magpies. What's the plural of magpi- uh, seven magpies? Kind of all lined up in a row. And as though they're all about evenly spaced apart. Very strange. Um, what's the plural of magpies? Magpie. Magpies. <laughs> what's a collection of magpies? Is that a murder? That's a murder of crows, isn't it? And a parliament of owls. And a pod of dolphins. Um, one, two, three. There's quite a lot of magpies. It's magpie City. Magpiesville. Easy distracted, they say. Yes, indeed, doody. So, um, the point I was trying to get back to was, so I was recording, so let's just an example there. For me, my reality has had 24 hours have taken place, pretty much, in between. You hearing me trying to describe this idea of, um, you know, one that ends and then the one begins immediately, but at the level of reality from the speaker on this occasion, a whole much longer period, it could have been a year could have passed. But if I then just pick up the recording straight away, it jumps straight to it. So the, the kind of wondering, the pondering, the musing was on reincarnation. <laughs> yep, yeah, bear with me on this one. Keep with me. In that it may well be that if that, some, such a thing does happen, does exist, that's the way it works. It may well be that the, the death event takes place of person one. And then however long happen, you know, whatever time, which again, some would say time is an abstract concept, subject for the podcast or 15, um, 
But then in terms of what's continually happening is that that person dies. And interesting, as I walked out of the house, actually, so just now, I saw a, a Bentley pulling up towards near a house. Start, oh, that's quite a nice-looking car, very snazzy. People inside looking all very, um, I don't know, dressed in a certain way, very smart, obviously with masks on. And it seemed to me, as I walked away and turned around, that it could be not necessarily part of a, well, a funeral car. So it's not a hearse, but... I saw a man turning out who was wearing um, tails. I don't mean by he was wearing two pinned-on foxtails. That would be inappropriate, because it looks like they are. He's wearing a kind of morning suit. Um, and he was retrieving what looked to be a bouquet of flowers. So it would appear one of my neighbours has died. First I heard about that. <laughs> two, two doors away. Well, it one to about three doors away, so we don't know them a bit, not massively. I know they're the, I know the cat, because there's a cat that Diggy doesn't like. Uh, not likes any cats at the moment. Um, so that was quite strange, so I'm not sure if that is somebody in the house, or whether it's a relative of that person, or whatever. So, Because we're not having too much conversation with our neighbours at the moment, for obvious reasons. There's obvious reasons being Covid, not that we hate them. That's just by the by, just joking. So, if reincarnation were to happen, then of course the dyer, the person dying, dies. Effectively, that 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 timeline continues, whatever that means. Um, and it may well be then, at some later point in the history of the universe, or maybe in some other version of the universe, a rebirth takes place, whatever that is and means and sounds like and consists of. And if it is the kind of same level of consciousness that suddenly is reborn, whatever that might mean again, that could have happened eons apart, but from the experiencer, it could be instantaneous. Does that all make sense? It does in my head. That's not to say it makes any sense when I articulate it and say it out loud. Um, and this relates to, and again, the related idea is then, given we've got, you know, I'm not the person to, to, to muse about time, I'm not saying that will that let me. That's not sure I will let that stop me. But if we get into the really big existential type questions, nature of the universe type stuff, which I have explored in different ways with various people over the years, but most notably with a certain Dr. Louis Saver on a podcast called The Existential Files, we would mull over these kinds of questions amongst other things. Um, such as the basic question of why does the universe go to the bother of existing? Why is there something rather than nothing? Discuss. Um, but I think in some of these viewpoints, and maybe not necessarily even the, necessarily the philosophical ones, but it's in part a philosophical set of questions, um, I think even science at the moment, I say even science, but you know the, the kind of theoretical physics that would which would sort of touch upon these kinds of ideas. Astrophysics may have certain models of the universe which have it has no beginning and no end. So this notion I used to ask people, uh, as you do down the street, but no people who are willing to engage with questions such as the Big Bang. And I might say, okay, I can get the idea that actually then that you follow all the history of the universe back to time zero, let's call that the Big Bang, where everything's created, time, matter, and everything that we see now is a is a consequence of that. I ask what I think is the quite reasonable question, okay, so what comes before the Big Bang? Or what created the Big Bang? Is that where God comes in? 
for which some people say, yeah, that's absolutely it. That's It was God that did that. Um, but others would say, I'm sure, um, it's not a meaningful question. Well, it kind of makes sense to me. You know, what, what happened before the Big Bang? What, what existed then? Nothing. Why did, why did something appear out of nothing? Uh, and I'm sure some answers go around the view to saying, well, it's, you know, you, you basically have a recurring thing happening where it's the Big Bang before that was a big crunch. So it was the previous version of the universe kind of crunching which will happen to this one eventually, in due course. Um, no no time soon, I don't think, but still, eventually, that's what could be on, you know, according to some models of the universe, and that just keeps happening. So if that is the case, you can imagine there would be another version of the universe would happen, um, well, if we were talking about chronological time, after this one has come and gone, and it may well be during that point, then that's when you get a reincarnation, and from the experiencer, all of that oblivion in between, just as no experience of it. So it appeared instantaneous. I don't know, I'm just speculating here. All very existential type questions, don't we think? On the nature of reality. So we're kind of into what might be called epistemological discussions. Right, I'm heading back down the way now, I'm heading back home, so another 10 minutes or so. Um, in fact, I'm getting a message coming through, so I may pause on that. I think we've pretty much wrapped up anyway, so here we go. This episode, who knows what it's called right now. I've now forgotten what we've been talking about. Oh, Groundhog Day, wasn't it? Here you go. <laughs> Let's call it Groundhog Day. Or somewhere in the title will be Groundhog Day, because that was the day on which it started recording. And we're now on Groundhog Day plus one, which in some versions of Groundhog Day may well be it's the same day repeated. Maybe not. Um, anyway, lessons we can learn from Groundhog The Wisdom of Groundhog Day. How about I call it that? Uh, because it is a title of a book. That may well be one then. I can send this, cop- this episode at some point to a certain gentleman called Paul Hannam, who I did message yesterday. I think I reported on here. Uh, over LinkedIn. He did reply back very kindly, a bit of back and forth, and we left it at that maybe I would make contact with him next month and we'll set up a time to have a chat. So maybe more to be said about the wisdom of Groundhog Day. Anyway, with all that in mind, I shall say goodbye and I shall head back for my meetings and please take care and whatever. Bye.